The entrepreneurial road can be very lonely. We can be so inclusive, but inclusive, and we're, we're so far apart. And that was one of the things that we thought, okay, so how do we bring this into our property development? So welcome to Brave Bob Brilliant Podcast. I'm here today with Natalie Bailey. Now, Natalie is an entrepreneur, property investor, mentor, general kick-ass woman that is absolutely smashing it in the world so nice to see you Natalie how are you doing? Jeanette thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to have this conversation with you we have so much in common and um, especially like Mallorca that I'm I'm just really excited to, to talk to your listeners and, and be here so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No, honestly, and here we are. We managed to actually get this arranged in record time as well. So, I mean, bloody hell. Actually, normally diaries are, are a nightmare. So, yeah, you're dialing in from uh, Mallorca. I'm in sunny Mumbles in this near the Gower. So, yeah, all good in the world. But, um, Natalie, listen, I know a little bit about you and what you've been up to. But for those people that maybe don't know so much about your story, do you want to give us the plotted history? And then we're just going to have a nice old chat from there, if that's all right. Of course. I mean, like, how long have people got? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, my more entrepreneurial journey began around 2017, 2018. And my mum, who's also known as Paula, um, that's a big thing we say, actually, because obviously I introduced my mum as mum, and she's, like, also known as Paula. Um, she's a massive inspiration to me. Um, and she literally, almost literally, dragged me along to um, a property event, um, the, the uh, Masopi. And I had I had no desire, no interest, no nothing into, like, what, you know, properties, like, what people live in houses, right? That's all I ever thought at that point. So I went with her to support her. She's my mum, and I love my mum. Um and part of part of the reason for that is because she'd recently lost her mum. So in 2016, when my nan passed away, she had lung cancer. Um, she was diagnosed about 18 months before that, um, terminal lung cancer. So and like we knew that she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna survive, right? Um and actually one of the most beautiful things that I have from that is I was there in the hospital when she passed away and I was there in the very very last thing I said to, to my nan Eileen was I love you now and I've got that and I hold that and that I hope she's actually giving myself the goosebumps saying that um so it's very important for for me and for my mum to do something together so I went to this event to support my mum um and then on day three and like anyone that's been to a Mosopi like it'll be like pitch 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 right you know what it's like <laughs> but it worked <laughs> and then on day three the light bulb for me went on and I went do something here we we can do something here and for us it wasn't about doing like or building one house here and one house there it was more about what we can do in terms of like bigger stuff so on our entrepreneurial journey that's where it began um and it was Glendale 
who did that talk and he's he's been a great friend and mentor since then and since and since then mum and I've done uh, multi-million pound projects and and because of that but we're able to work together in a way that matters to us and that it means something to us and we're able to give back to different communities as well and that's something else that I really like to to put across and, and for people to understand because the entrepreneurial road can be very lonely we can be so inclusive but unclusive and we're we're so far apart and that was one of the things that we thought okay so how do we bring this into our property developments how do we create that sense of community so that people know their neighbors do you remember you know, like Jeanette, you must know you remember being a child right and you're playing not down ginger i'm from london so that's what we called that <laughs> You go knock on you you knock on the door of your neighbours and you knew the names of the people that you lived by and you went yeah. out to play with kids, right? Yeah. And that doesn't happen so much anymore. And a lot of that issue that people don't do that now is because of technology. And whilst technology is a wonderful and amazing thing, we're then missing that human to human connection. And this is something I'm really very passionate about. Um, I'm actually writing a short ebook at the moment of why why AI is killing um, confidence. So we started on that journey together to create that legacy for ourselves, but also to be able to enable other people to go, hold on a minute, there's something more I can do in life. Um, and it was very interesting, actually, it came up recently. I know, like, leaving legacy and being a parent is something that comes up a lot, and I, I don't want to. So I don't know if you want me to touch on that or not. <laughs> but... so, so, so go on, explore, expand on that, Natalie, if that's, if that's good. Yeah. So I, I see in the world there's so much that needs solving and as entrepreneurs we are problem solvers we look at all of the problems and we go this is what needs to be solved and we find the solutions for it so if if i then bring another world and another life into this world without having solved some issues for other people that to me isn't a congru congruent thing to do. I would rather go and help. Um, I'd rather foster, I'd rather adopt, I'd rather take care of people that I've already unloved and unwanted than bring some someone new in, into the world. And I know that that is often looked, actually it's often looked down on, down on. And I have this conversation like, quite regularly and people are would you write you're a woman you should you should give birth <laughs> well I don't have kids and I chose not to as well so so my view is that 
we 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 all you know there's no one size fits all right and and whatever is your motivation whatever your personal situation is and there's plenty of people that have kids that shouldn't have kids and and shouldn't have probably you know given that uh you know that that kind of uh situation as it is then there's other people that are amazing parents and they absolutely do fabulous things you know so I think yeah I, I agree with you a little bit Natalie that I think because society kind of expects you to follow a certain path that when you don't I mean a number of questions I used to get oh you know well can't you have kids and don't you want kids and this and everything well one if I if I couldn't have kids, then that's a pretty cruel question you've just asked me, right? Because that's going to be heartbreaking. And two, actually, if I've chosen to not have, that's my business. That's my choice, you know. So, but you get it a lot, and I think you get it a lot at a certain age as well. I mean, my ship has has, has sailed. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm fifty now, I'm fifty one this year. But nonetheless, I remember that period of being sort of. 30 to sort of mid 40s let's say I used to get this pressure and it used to really piss me off quite frankly you know um, so I hear, right. you, I, hear I, you I genuinely think it's something that needs to be explored and um, more as 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 entrepreneur of your women right if you think about it just over 100 years ago we were given the vote and I've also got a lot of different opinions that people probably won't agree with over that as well and women were there to take care of the family um and then giving women the vote then allowed the government to make more money through tax so was it a good thing or was it not well, I think it's a good thing because I just think we should have equal opportunities regardless of our gender, racial situation, background, social, back, you know, I just think everyone should have equal, equal opportunities. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And we, and we should have equal opportunity. But if you really think about it, the governments make more money because women are now in employment. Yeah, Absolutely. And then that then takes away from our ability to be the child bearers, to be the people that stay at home, to look after the house and to look after everything else. And this is what I love about your podcast, right? You bring to the fore women and men, um, but I especially listen to the episodes that you have women on. Because it puts us in the forefront of an industry of where we weren't supposed to be. So to the listener, I'm doing a little air quote there. Mm -hmm. right? We're not supposed to be in business. Women aren't supposed to be in the forefront of, of anything. We're supposed to be the ones that support the men. And what I really love about you and what you do in your podcast and, and bringing us women to the front of things is showing that we should be brave, we should be bold, we should be brilliant and go out and say, this is who I am and this is what I can do and this is what I can bring to the world. Just give myself goosebumps. <laughs> 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 it, it, and, and to enable and to help other women to go, do you know what, I can do so much more. And this is what I love about what I do with my mum. So bringing that back to that. Um, if it wasn't for... The death of my nan, Arlene, 
my mum and I, we wouldn't have as such a strong relationship that we do mm. because we bonded over that grief. And that's meant and become so much more to us. So no matter what happens in your life, and we're always going to experience struggle, we're always going to experience adversity. But the way that you deal with it, and if you can go, okay, that was really horrendous, but I'm going to use that to pull me forward and to build a better bond and a better relationship and and to do more, that's where that's where we all need to really look inside and go that that's the thing that matters to put to push us forward because we only have one life. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, and and Natalie, I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm sure you know your 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 nan Eileen, and I bet she was incredibly proud of you. You know, you you obviously got strong women around you uh, that have influenced you, and you all, I know you, you you obviously got a great relationship with your dad as well. So we'll talk about that in a, in a little while. You know, but you're right because sometimes when you're in the depths of a, a dark place, you've lost someone or something has happened. You know, very very often we can get sucked into that. Um, but what I love about your you know your story you've just told then is you took that and went no actually we can harness this we can channel this into creating something really special between you and your mum and so you know Eileen's legacy will live on won't it in in kind of what you what your mum's done what you're doing and and, and you know and, and the impact you're making with all the people that you touch in the world and that's not about always you know it's not necessarily about having children and leaving a legacy like that you you can make an impact in the world by just having been a good person supporting other people to be the best version of themselves you know and I remember myself actually when I was deciding not to have kids and Chris and I made the decision not to have um, and I, I really agonized around well why am I here you know what is my legacy then because a natural legacy for most people and it's brilliant you know if that's the path you go down is is to pass that on to the next generation you know their legacy is their kids through their bloodline and I get it completely and that's fantastic but when you when you don't have that why are you here you know and I really I remember walking around Richmond Park kind of with the deers going why am I here why am I on this planet you know and it's taken me quite a while but you know I feel really comfortable with my choices and and I'm here and I genuinely believe it now my purpose in life is to unlock greatness in myself and others by being brave bold and brilliant because everyone has got that in them but sometimes people don't for whatever reason have the courage to to actually you know grab those moments and create those opportunities and they go to their graves saying oh I wish I, I wish I'd tried I wish I'd done something and what a crime and I know you know it's, we can talk about about what you're doing with confidence mastery as well because I think there's a lot of the element of what you do that is to help people be the best version for themselves as well isn't it you know so can we can we touch on that part as well Natalie confidence mastery is something that we all have inside of us and I've always believed that every single person in the world has confidence what most people in the world don't have is the ability to unleash that and to let it out. And that's not because they're a bad person. It's because they don't know how to do it. And because society tells them to go and sit in their box. So as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we always think outside the box and we do things that society tells us not to do. We we push past all of the things that say, go, go and sit over there. 
that say put your finger on your mouth across your arms and, and across your legs and, and and go and do that we do the things that in school they they teach you to be silent and to not be heard and all of that disruptive disruptive air quote behavior are the things that make us unique and that make us who we are and this is what we'll do is to take that key and to go and unlock it for themselves because without that who are you so your confidence mastery is you saying no to people it is you saying I don't want to be in this job anymore and I'm not going to go and allow you to reprimand me when I'm not enjoying my life. But it's also the ability for you to say yes to opportunity, to jumping out of planes and skydiving. It's you going, I'm going to go and learn a new skill. It's it's you going, I'm going to learn to be a, an amazing public speaker. It's starting a podcast, it's starting a business. And even like the little things like climbing a tree or going hiking. So all of these different things. And I, I, I like to, to put this together in a way that people see the big things in terms of confidence as well as the little things. And it's the little things that add up to compound. So a very a number of years ago, I did something that I call Natalie Scared Mate. And in that May, I did one thing every day that scared me. And I documented it and I Facebook lived it. So I had two things there. I did the had to do the thing that scared me and then I had to do the Facebook live around it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my heart beating out of my chest every day and everything that I did. So by the end of that month, I felt almost invincible because I'd done things and done and it had compounded. So in order to enable you to master your own confidence, you need to face your fears and you need to go, okay, I don't I don't like the thought of this thing. I don't I don't want to do it. And in our space, you know, in our space, a lot of that is picking up the phone. It's talking to to agents, it's talking to estate agents, it's talking to other business owners, it's going, I'm going to be on someone's podcast. And people shy away and they pull back. But if you can just do a little thing every day, that's going to enable you to master your own confidence and let out what is inside. Now, I genuinely believe that people have confidence in them. Everyone, everyone has confidence in them but you're not allowing it to come out because you're holding back because of what society tells you. And this is why it's so important for us to do things like this podcast and build businesses and do public speaking and do other things that then help and enable people to go, I can do that. I can do that. Can you imagine, right? When you started this podcast, if you let the back of your brain go, I can't do that. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right, and you know a lot of people that I see as well, Natalie, just building on that. You know, they have. 
and, and uh, you know, the stats are about 70% of people have, you know, the old imposter syndrome. Now, whether you like the label or you don't like the label, or you call it different things. Do you know what I mean? That that's That's fine. But the point is, around 70% and probably more people often have these feelings of, you know, self-doubt, insecurity, not fitting in, not being good enough, not this, not that, you know, and actually, I mean, I did a, I did a, a keynote speech back in November and it was, it was, a it was men and women in the room. It was actually a, a conference around um, balancing the board uh, in terms of more women on boards, but also not just women, anyone of, you know, of different races, sexual orientations, you know, social backgrounds, so balancing the boards so that you don't have a bunch of white, male, pale, stale guys, right, running running the top businesses in the, in the country and in the world. Um, and, and I did this talk about imposter syndrome and about how, you know, it's a real negative word and this and the other, how can we reframe it? And, and I started by, you know, put your hand up if you've ever had any feelings of X, Y, Z, you know, doubt, insecurity. Every single person in the room put that put their hands up. The guys, the women, every single person. And you're right, you know, I think sometimes it's like gremlin in our head, isn't it? Saying, you know, don't do it, don't do it. You're going to get found out. You're going to fail. You're going to be judged, all this kind of rubbish. And we know it's nonsense, but somehow it can really mess with, mess with your wires, can't it? it and we need to get it. manifests in such a way that it's debilitating i'm actually writing um a short book at the moment on why imposter syndrome doesn't exist and that is completely against the grain of imposter syndrome but i don't believe it exists and it's all manifested in our head because of the things that we allow ourselves to believe Mm. from the things that other people put on us yeah if someone can go, you're not good enough, you can't do that, you can't do this, most of the time it's because they can't do it. And that doesn't make you an imposter. The only way you're ever an imposter is if you are literally falsifying who you are in a given situation and you are pretending to be something that you're not. And this is why I don't believe in imposter syndrome. And this is why I know that we all have inner confidence and we can all put that out there and we can be the best person we can possibly be without trying to pretend to be someone. I don't like this fake it till you make it nonsense, right? Give yourself extra and inner confidence to go, okay, I've not made it yet, but I'm going to have the confidence to say, to say I believe that I can achieve this anyway. But you're not an imposter unless you are literally an, an, an imposter. Mm, yeah so yeah like look out for that book coming soon can't wait excellent no it's going to be a good read i'm really looking forward to it so so natalie with the um with the sort of the mastermind and the mentoring that you do because obviously you're an entrepreneur you're a property developer you've got loads of things going on um what are the type of clients that you work with on the mentoring and the mastermind side i know you know you're majoring on this confidence piece as well but there's a lot more to it than that isn't there in terms of broader business advice and how you help and support people so talk about that a little bit for us yeah it's, it's actually thank thank you for asking that it's very interesting the the broad range of people that we work with um part of the reason i say we is because i've got six people in my head <laughs> <laughs> Um, but a, a lot of the people that come through the door are either in property or are interested in building a property business. But 
some of them are actually not interested in property at all. So the spectrums from well, one of our ladies, she's absolutely incredible. She's a beautician. She's been a beautician for 30 years. And at our last mastermind session, um, the things that we spoke about, she's just launched um, a massage membership. And she said on, that, on our last session, I've now just realised that this is a business and not just a hobby. Mm. And she's been doing this for 30 years and she's incredible at what she does. So she's taken all of these things on board and going, okay, how do I do more to make more money to then be able to, she, she's got three kids as well, to, to leave a legacy, to create what she wants to create. So we work with start and scale up entrepreneurs and um, people who are already in business or who want to do more or maybe start another business. And then we give them the tools to be able to facilitate that for them. We cover health, wealth and happiness. And this is what I call the triangle of life. And it's not something I've ever seen anywhere else. Our mastermind is so, so different to anything, any because it's not just business. You are not just your business. Your physical and mental health has an impact on the way that you run your business. Mm. And if you don't enjoy what you do, if you're not happy, the fuck, the, what the fuck is the point in life, right? Life's too short to be miserable. And this is one of the things that I took from when I'm all, well, actually all of my parents passing away. I lost all of them in the space of four years. And, and life's too short to be miserable. So if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing on a daily basis, What's the point in my life? What am I giving to other people and how am I helping other people if I'm not enjoying my life and they're not enjoying their life from them being in my in my circle? So this is why we cover health, wealth and happiness. I call it the triangle of life to help people find themselves rather than getting lost in a Bermuda triangle. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. And you're also working with Gerald, aren't you, Gerald Ratner, who has also been on the podcast, been on Brave Ball Brilliant. So uh, Gerald's uh, obviously he's he's an inspiration, very much warts and all around. He, you know, made it all, lost it all, made it all again and and kind of all his mental health journey as well. He's been very transparent about about all of that. So you, you and you and Gerald have kind of budded up on some of this stuff, haven't you, Natalie? Yeah, that's um, we we. We we meet every every Thursday two to four, and that's what we do with um. It's called Jam Ratner and Friends, um. But we did a little video yesterday that I'm gonna put out soon, um, about how we met. And if it's okay with you, I'm gonna share how we met. Yeah, go for it. So, I've been mentored by Rob Moore and Mark Comer for five or six years. And we did the Cayman Legacy Masterminds. The first one we went to, when I say we, I mean mum. My mum is also known as Paula. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing that she said. Um, and so we're in, we're in Dubai. We're at the Ritz. We've got bottomless brunch. There's all-you-can-eat food and Verve Clicquot. And so I'm, I'm in my element. Because Verve's my favourite champagne and I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm there and I'm eating, I'm drinking, and I'm chatting, and I'm watching the other people there because I'm I very much like to 
watch how people interact. That's a big thing that helps me to do what I do in it and to help people. And I'm watching people and they're like, they're only talking to the other delegates. And I saw Rob and Gerald sitting next to each other and no one was talking to him other than those two. So what did I do? You got up and talked, went to talk to them. <laughs> Good girl, oh, as you did. should. I've got, exactly, I've got a picture of me, my arms around both of them. <laughs> and I went and made friends. And I put myself in that. I thought, we've, we've invested a lot in ourselves. And I'm going to go and make friends. Because relationships are, like, the highest form of currency. Like, you can make as much money as you want. But if you haven't got the right kind of relationships and the right kind of people in your circle, you're never gonna, really going to get anywhere. So I put myself out of my comfort zone. I was already out of my comfort zone. Because I... I and this is where the I don't believe imposter syndrome exists. <laughs> like this little, I'm this little girl who supports me a wall who is nothing, and I'm put into this vicinity with these multimillionaires, and who have done and achieved so much. And I went right. I'm going to go and have this conversation, and because of that, fast forward five years, Gerald asked me. To create Joe Ratton. Amazing. Huge congratulations. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. And that was because I put myself in front of him because of the situation we were in anyway. And this is what I tell all of my mentees and all of the people that listen to anything. Go and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation create those relationships because you, you never know what's going to come of it. And the fact that Gerald came to me and went, can we do, can we do this together? I, I thought, man, I didn't, I didn't even need to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yes, absolutely. Um, And then being able to understand the respect that he has for me, because this, I think, is, is something that a lot of people don't have or they can't comprehend, right? You've achieved X, Y, Z. But then when somebody else comes to you and says, we could do this together, and I think this is a very important point, you know, like with the name of your podcast, like Brave Bolt, brilliant, yeah? Until someone comes to you and goes, you're fucking amazing, excuse my friend. You're amazing. Can we do this together? That gives you that next level of confidence to go, actually, yeah, I've done a lot and I've achieved a lot. Mm. So yeah. we need that internal validation for ourselves to go, I have gratitude and I understand what I've achieved. But then when you have other people, then reciprocate that and point that out to you that gives you a whole other level of of everything yeah yeah you're definitely right and, and also I think there are sometimes that 
maybe at different parts of your life, your business life, your career journey, you know, your personal life, sometimes other people see things in you that you don't always see yourself at that point. And it's only really when that, you know, a situation like that happens that you go, oh, right, okay, my God, if, if they believe in me, well then come on, crack on, what, you know, <laughs> what, what's holding me back, you know, and even if you Absolutely. can't. Absolutely, and like, why are you holding yourself back when other people seeing you what you're not seeing? Mm. So you need to learn to allow yourself to see the things that other people see. And mm. this is what I love helping people to do, is to go, you are amazing. Um, I'm going to say this, not on this, I'm going to tell you this after, <laughs> because we've got our retreat, so I can't give that away at the moment. <laughs> but allowing you to go, I am I am amazing. And other people see this, and they, they buy into that, and they buy into you. And the reason they buy into you is because of the actions that you take and the things that you do, the the, the way that you talk and the, the things that you put out to the world. And a lot of people see social media, it's like um, the showcase, isn't it? It's the show bill. We don't always share the hardship. Mm. But actually, when you then have these conversations with people and, and you you dig into it, that's really where your true confidence comes from. Yeah. And then it comes out and it starts to shine. Mm, yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm so happy you're doing that with Gerald. I think it's a great, a great partnership between, I think you bring, you're, you're a really nice complimentary match as well. You know, you, you come from different, different, or different generations, but different times of doing business, different worlds, different sectors, probably very different personalities, but the combination is brilliant, I think. And that, that's fantastic. You know, honestly, chapeau to, to you. It's uh, it's great. And to Gerald as well, you know, because also he, he wins through this too, right? It's always a win-win um, because it's great for him, good for you. And, and most importantly, amazing for people that you're serving and, and helping. So yeah, fantastic. I love it. And and Natalie, before we started pressing, press, before we pressed record and we were chatting earlier, um, you uh, you said to me, oh, well, I was asking about how I introduce you, about your name, Natalie Arabella Bailey. Where's the Arabella? Are you Natalie Bailey or are you Natalie Arabella Bailey? And you said to me, oh, well, maybe I'll tell you during the podcast. So <laughs> Natalie Bailey, maybe Natalie Arabella Bailey. <laughs> What's the story behind the Arabella? So, back in my Magaluf days, um, which I'm I'm a lot more open about now, and I used to actually hide that part of my life and my story. And a lot more recently, I've realised that that's not the right thing to do because that period of my life has helped to shape me as as I am as I am as a person now and it was an interesting we'll use the word interesting period of my life so in that period um I often and a, a friend of mine we gave people different names so we gave the tourists different names so they didn't know who we really were. So I've been called everything you could possibly imagine. And one of those names was Arabella. And my friend's name was Avalon. Take from that what you will. And <laughs> those stuck. 
So I went from on my Facebook being Natalie Tamara Chardonnay, Bailey. That's another story in itself, which actually came from a friend of my mum. Um, and he he called me Tamara Chardonnay. And Arabella just stuck. So it became what I was called. So over 10 years ago, that's what people called me. And every day it was called Arabella, Arabella, Arabella. And so I changed my middle name on Facebook from Tamara Chardonnay to Arabella. And ever since then, it's just stayed. And the beauty of it is actually it does stand out. And then when I looked up what Arabella means, it means beautiful. <laughs> but it also means um, like eagle heroine. And it's a very powerful name for us as women. And I, di I didn't realise this until about four years ago and I have an eagle tattooed on me. So it all kind of like came together and it came to be and it came from a, I don't want anybody to know my real name because I don't want them to really know what we're up to, to this is who I am. And I think it's totally, absolutely okay to add something in to who you are, provided it fits, and for that to be a, and become a part of you. And so that's where that came from, from me not wanting people to know who I was, who wanting people to know who I am. Wow. So, if, yeah, it's gone full circle for you. So what were you up to then, Natalie Arabella, during that time in Mallorca? Can you say or would you rather not say or should we just draw our own conclusions? <laughs> <clears throat> I helped people to have a very good time. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll read, we'll read, we'll read into that as we choose, as we choose. But <laughs> I used to I used to run a bar. Um I used to run my friend's bar because he didn't have the faculties. Um he he got he got drunk pretty much every night, apart from in winter. It's very different here. So summer is like party season. And then winter is when people like clean themselves up. So a lot of the time in summer, he and well, if he listens to this, fine, and he'll know and appreciate what I'm saying. And he was just so drunk and like back and forth behind a bar, smashing glasses, giving away drinks, and not running the bar as a business. I remember one day a, a girl coming in. She was she was a PR for the the, the next bar. And she said to me, I'm going to call him John, just so I don't name his name. Um, John said, I can have a tab. He's like, okay, but he's not here, so get your money out. And she looked at me and went, but that's not what he said. Well, that's not what he said. And I said, I don't care what he said. I'm here taking the money and I'm looking after this business. Either get your money out or you leave the park. This is not how we run a business. You don't make money by giving things away. She got her money. <laughs> I bet she did. <laughs> so from that, there came a lot of respect. People would come to the bar and say, like, Natalie, is this your bar? But like, no. 
it's not. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but don't get me wrong, we had a lot of fun. But being able to go, this is my name, this is not my name, yeah. was a very interesting period of my life. And I'm very glad that I've had that period because it's taught me so much. One, about like managing people, managing money, um, managing a business, how, how to make money from people that want to disrespect you. Because we see a lot of that in the bar industry of, I'm your friend, give me a discount. Mm. And I see this also in the mentoring world. Friends and family discount. Well, no, if you're really my friend or your or, or my family, pay me the 10% extra. Don't ask for 10% discount. Yeah, <laughs> quite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those must have been really, um, really formative years for you then. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it was a totally different point in your life right and you would have had a group of people around you you know that were in that world um as you've kind of moved from from there to where you are now and you know as a as a serious you know businesswoman entrepreneur you know property massive deals under your belt helping all these other people now did you was it a a, tra- a, a sort of a transition from arabella to Natalie, or or was it that there was quite a stark point where is there any sort of catalyst that said, okay, well, you know, that's been my life so far and I've enjoyed it and I've done whatever I've done, but actually now I'm in a new world and I and, and was it well, was it just sort of an evolution, I suppose I'm trying to understand Natalie, because the yeah, two were there, quite different. Yeah, but there was a bit of an evolution. Um but to be perfectly honest with you, it was being in the hospital where my aunt died. And holding her hand. Um, I lost all of my grandparents within the space of four years. And every single day without fail, I think about one of them, which then needs me to think about all of them. And I, it's been 10, over 10 years since I lost my first. And they meant so much to me. And what I, what I do now, I want I want them to be proud of me. And I know that the way I was living my life wasn't going to have made them proud of me. So I, cannot, I don't <laughs> I don't cry. You've just made me emotional. Oh. Um, when I lost my mum's mum. That brought me and my mum together in a way that I could never have fathomed. And I was so close with all of my grandparents. Like even my um, my great uncle, Eric, he died um on Christmas Day 2016. And we were in we were we were there in the hospital with him. And when my mum's mum passed away, we were in the hospital with her. And she had all her four children. She's got like, oh, I don't know how many cousins I've got, I've got a lot. Um, and I remember speaking to my cousin Alec and he said, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to remember her like that. I want to remember her different, you know. But for me, I had to be there. And the last thing I ever said to her was, I love you now. So that, that death, that grief changed me as a person to go, 
I cannot continue to do what I'm doing and create something amazing because they're going to like be looking down for me from wherever they're looking at and go, Natalie, what the fuck are you doing? So to be there, it pulled me in a different direction and it made me closer with my mum. It made me closer with, with my dad, which I was anyway. I've only ever seen my dad cry once. And that was when we thought that Annie Sheila was going to die and she didn't. <laughs> she lived another few years. She's a trooper. She, she was a fighter. Um, and I've got, like, their wedding rings and stuff. And I wear them on a Saturday when I've got the football on because that's my connection with, with them, right? And although I don't want children, I want them to know, in whatever sense of the spiritual world, that I'm doing something good. So that was the catalyst for change for me to go, I can't keep pissing my life away. And I want to make them proud and, and also to help leave a legacy with my parents whilst they're still here. And that's so important to me. And on a Saturday, my, my clients know between three and five o'clock, you can't contact me. I'm with my dad. Like, that is our thing. Um, I have times with my mum. You cannot, you cannot get in touch with us because that is my time with my mum. And if we don't have that, we don't have the rest of our lives. Mm. Um, and so I would urge anybody, for whatever relationships that you've got or you don't have, go and fight for them. Go and make a change and make it matter. Make it mean something and and do something with your life so it does mean something because you, you otherwise you're going to get to the end and you're going to go, oh, fuck, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. And that's not what's life about. Oh, Natalie, honestly, thank you for sharing that. I can, yeah, obviously it's emotional and yeah, you know, you're, um, you've really, you're, you're, you're making them so proud wherever they are looking, looking down at you, you know, I'm sure that they're going, yeah, go girl, fantastic. You know, you're making a real, a real impact in this world. You're making the world a better place. And uh, yeah, honestly, thank you for sharing because there are other people that are probably listening to this and maybe they're going through grief and lost someone and thinking, what does this mean? How, how do I even start to, you know, recover if you ever can? It's hard. It's really hard. I lost my dad 11 years ago and there's not a day goes by that I don't, I don't miss him and think about him or think, oh, you know, mm -hmm. someone on the radio or something. Or what, what would dad have said? And, you know, and, and it is, it, it's not that you... I'm not sure you ever get over losing people that are so close to you, but you just kind of, you live with it, don't you? And and you, you I suppose, cry less and, and remember the happy times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do, you do cry less, but it doesn't mean that you don't feel it any less. No, I agree. When, mm -hmm. Like, literally, when I say, I'm sorry you've lost your dad as well, I, I, I know that for me it's coming, at some point I'm going to lose my parents. And I know... I know, me as a person, I know that's what that's going to do to me. And I know it's going to devastate me. And I know I'm going to be in a very deep and dark place. And I, I know that. And I know that for myself, from having lost the four people that were the closest to me. But this is why it's so important in your life to do the things that make you happy and to help to remember them and to honour their life with what you do. And just put out all the good that you can. Because otherwise, it not that their life meant nothing, but you want their lives to have meant more. Mm. 
and like I said, I'm not I'm not a crier. I don't I don't cry. I don't really get emotional very often. But when I do, like I I suffer, and this is why I look after my physical health and bringing that back to that because it helps to deal with the mental strain of all of these things that we we have in our lives as entrepreneurs, as business owners. And then we have to deal with the emotional stuff of losing people. And it, it is unfortunately a part of life. That doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it okay. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. And you're right. It's a struggle. It is a struggle often, you know, if all the, this, you know, that's life and things happen and you have highs, you have lows, you have devastation, you have, you know, you have all sorts of stuff going on. We're all human beings and we're a bunch of emotions and, you know, we're human. We're all perfectly imperfect and all of this kind of good stuff, warts and all, you know. But actually, you make a really good point about the health side of things because I know you're massively into your training and your, you know, weights and everything that you do. Um, do do you encourage the people that you spend time with as well to sort of really get in touch with their their fitness side? Because I'm with you. If I've not trained or done something, I just don't feel on my game. So, yes, it's a physical benefit, but I think it, for me it's, it's equally as important, the kind of the mental release, get rid of the stress, whatever it is. It's, it's more that often now. And as I've got older, I find it's that's more of the impact than the actual physical side, to be honest, that, you know, for me at the moment. But, yeah, it's, it's a really important thing. So talk about talk about that area and, and how you help people with that as well. Oh, hugely. You cannot work with me if you are not willing to exercise. That is number one stipulation. If you tell me I'm not going to go and exercise, you cannot work with me. Simple. Um, and the reason for that is without your health, you don't have anything. And we have one body to live in. And so you need to, to know and appreciate it and work on it. And having been in a place where I didn't appreciate my body to now appreciating my body and the strength and the power that I have, I am very passionate about helping people to understand their own physical importance and the way that that then impacts their mental health mm. if i'm three days right it's as, as short as this three days out of the gym i suffer mm. now that's not to say that everybody needs to go and lift weights the way i do and pick up 150 kilo deadlifts and squat 160 kilo like you don't need to do what i do right but what you do need to do is find the thing that you enjoy. And this is a very key point. Do something that you enjoy doing, whether it's dance or roller skating or hiking or walking or going to trampoline parks, like anything, right? You need to find something you enjoy and incorporate it into your lifestyle. I did a little um, story post yesterday I wanted to have my six pack back by my next retreat it's not going to happen part of the reason it's not going to happen I've done um I've done blood tests and I've got very low t4 so I have to work a bit harder for that to happen am I happy yes am I comfortable yes do I enjoy what I do yes so many people put so much pressure on looking after their own physical and mental health, then it becomes a chore. 
So what I urge people to do, and especially if you do want to work with me, is look for the things you enjoy, incorporate it, and understand that fitness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. It's not about just one goal being attained. And don't get me wrong, I love a goal. I love a goal with a deadline, and I've already said that, and I do. But your entire physical and mental health is a daily process. And if you're not willing to work on that, you're not going to be willing to work on business. You're not going to be willing to work on anything else. And when you understand that the, your health is of the utmost importance and is the only thing, and you do have control over that, you're not going to understand anything else. Yeah. No, 100% agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. You're a woman very, very very passionate about that i was talking to someone yesterday so i'm doing um on my podcast um a, a body confidence series for women i did one for men a few years ago and we were saying we were saying then if you if you don't look like, like you can't outsource your health no absolutely and i tell you what as well as you get older it's different again right there's other there's other things there's other things going on you know menopause you know it's just body changes body changes and and your your ability to to exercise changes and you have to you have to find a way that that's appropriate you know that allows you to still be fit be healthy but the, the parameters shift um and so if you you know i think if you if you can get it so that it's just becomes part of who you are when you're younger um, then you're much more likely to retain that as you get into your 50s, your 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. Um, it's like a bank account, I always think. You know, you can't, you can't keep making all these withdrawals all the time. You're going to go in the red. You've got to put something back in the tank, haven't you, you know? Um, Absolutely. Like, you you know Neville Wright. He's 73, I believe. And he, like, he doesn't look of that age. He He looks after himself. He does so much for his physical and mental health and he also helps to instill that into other people mm. so if he can do that why can't we exactly exactly right 100 percent. well natalie listen i could chat to you all day we have to have a follow-up love but uh, <laughs> i'm gonna get to my last few questions actually and um, if that's all right but listen when you think about all the you know your life and business and all the kind of experiences you've had can you think of any standout advice for you that you've received that's kind of you know done done you done you all right over the years do what makes you happy um, is the biggest thing um, whenever I've done stuff because I thought it was good because it made money it made me miserable so we had a holiday business fucking hated it hated it fucking hated it uh, it, made, it made good money it was a very lucrative business but I didn't enjoy it so one of the best things I was ever told was do what makes you happy um, yeah yeah brilliant yeah fantastic advice agree with that and have you had any bad advice natalie <laughs> yeah a lot um take drugs not good advice from many perspectives actually i don't think that you need we as we as humans we don't need to regulate through pharmaceuticals um i'm actually very open to 
to this point at, at this period of my life. So you may find that you have a hormonal imbalance or you may find that you have a this this regulatory thing going on. You don't need pharmaceuticals or recreational drugs in order to find that balance. And the best thing that you can do to find that balance is physical exercise mm -hmm. um, and getting that dopamine hit from that and allowing your body to create and produce that serotonin. Um, yeah, one of the worst things that was ever said to me was try cocaine. Yeah. Well, I never do that. Yeah, well, I look at you know, you've obviously your life's uh, gone through a number of uh, twists and turns, shall we say, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, it's always good to reflect on the, the good as well as the bad advice. But thank you for that. And Natalie, last question for you podcast is called Brave, Bold, Brilliant. When you think about what does it mean to you? Just being my awesome self. I genuinely, I, I do listen to your podcast and I think that the, the topics you cover are phenomenal and the calibre of people that you speak to, um, I feel very honoured to, to be a guest on. Being brave means going and doing the things that you don't believe you can do. It's pushing yourself out of your own comfort zone and going, maybe I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to go and try anyway having the ability to trust in yourself and go I'm going to try something new and then let's see what happens and that way you'll experience so much more joy in life amazing thank you Natalie honestly I've really enjoyed chatting um we've covered lots but I, you know as I say you're uh the best is yet to come for you so I can't wait to see what happens next and um yeah honestly it's been a real pleasure thank you so much Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And to all the listeners as well, make sure that you share it with the people that you like. And this is something I say on my podcast. Also share with the people that you don't like because everyone needs a little bit out. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant final words of wisdom from, from you, Natalie. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I can't wait to share this with everyone. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.